Hello and welcome back to the podcast Discipleship in Challenging Times. My name is Peter Morden and I'm team leader at Cornerstone Baptist Church in Leeds. We're at a moment of shift in these podcast episodes because we have concluded our reflections on Psalm 25 and we're moving back to look at 2 Timothy. Those of you who have journeyed through these reflections will know that we did some quite detailed reflections on 2 Timothy chapters 1 and 2 and I said that we were taking a break. Then we looked at Psalm 25, and now we're back with 2 Timothy chapter 3 and verses 1 to 9. And what we will do, God willing, is move through the rest of 2 Timothy until we have covered the whole book. What we were also doing with these reflections in 2 Timothy is teaming them with a psalm, And I'm going to continue that pattern. So in a moment, we're going to read 2 Timothy chapter 3, verses 1 to 9. But before that, some verses from Psalm 37. But firstly, we pause and come to our God in prayer. Lord, as we pick up this journey again through 2 Timothy, Paul's last will and testament, We pray that by the power of the Spirit, you would journey with us. Lord, we need your help. We need the power of the Holy Spirit to understand your word, to let it into our lives, and then to live it out day by day. Lord, we need you. Come to us now, we pray. In Jesus' name, amen. So the first six verses of Psalm 37 and in the coming days we will cycle through this psalm. Do not fret because of those who are evil or be envious of those who do wrong. For like the grass they will soon wither, like green plants they will soon die away. Trust in the Lord and do good. Dwell in the land and enjoy a safe pasture. Take delight in the Lord and he will give you the desires of your heart. Commit your way to the Lord. Trust in him and he will do this. He will make your righteous reward shine like the dawn, your vindication like the noonday sun. And then our New Testament reading, which, as I said, 2 Timothy chapter 3, verses 1 to 9. Mark this. There will be terrible times in the last days. People will be lovers of themselves, lovers of money, boastful, proud, abusive, disobedient to their parents, ungrateful, unholy, Without love, unforgiving, slanderous, without self-control, brutal, not lovers of the good, treacherous, rash, conceited, lovers of pleasure rather than lovers of God, having a form of godliness but denying its power, have nothing to do with such people. 
They're the kinds who worm their way into homes and gain control over gullible women who are loaded down with sins and are swayed by all kinds of evil desires. Always learning, but never able to come to a knowledge of the truth. Just as Janus and Jambres opposed Moses, so also these teachers oppose the truth. They are men of depraved minds, who, as far as the faith is concerned, are rejected. But they will not get very far, because, as in the case of those men, their folly will be clear to everyone. I've entitled this reflection a serious warning, and given those verses, I guess it's pretty easy to see why. We're used to serious warnings in our own day, warnings about coronavirus especially, warnings as to what will happen if people don't obey the rules on social distancing and on meeting up. These are serious warnings that we need to heed. But here is another serious warning from the Apostle Paul, and it's vital that we hear what he is saying. Mentions Janus and Jambres, two characters who, interestingly, are not explicitly referred to anywhere in the Bible. They do occur in Jewish commentaries on the scriptures, however, and indeed on those that were circulating in Jesus and Paul's time. They are names of the magicians mentioned in Exodus 7, 10 to 12. They oppose the truth as the false teachers in Paul's day are now doing. Two things relating to this serious warning. First of all, we see that real Christian discipleship, particularly Christian leadership in all its forms, will be tough. You know, this is a really rough context that Paul and by extension Timothy are having to work in. There are people around them who are lovers of money, who are boastful, who are abusive, who are disobedient, who are ungrateful, who are unholy. The list goes on. It's really rough. It's really tough. It's a challenging context that they have. Christian discipleship, brothers and sisters, will be a struggle sometimes. One of the themes of this podcast has been that it's also a life of joy, but I want to say here and now that it's only a life of joy if you're finding your joy in God and in serving him, in sharing the joy that you find in him with others. That needs to be the unwavering focus. If we're thinking that discipleship is going to be easy in this life, if that's our focus, if we want to avoid trouble and strife, we will be disappointed. It's only if our focus is on God and the people of God, only if our focus is on God and his work, only if those things are in place will we know the joy of the Lord. Because life now is tough. 
one other thing to say from these verses. There's all sorts of issues that we could pick out. But one of the things that has jumped out with me is the lack of straightforwardness in some of the qualities, if we can call them that, of the false teachers. Paul talks about them being treacherous and he also says that they exploit some women who are particularly vulnerable, a a group of women who are mentioned in verse 6. What you see isn't what you get. They're not straightforward. They're treacherous. They say one thing, but they plan another. They exploit rather than build up. This is a challenge to all teachers for sure, whatever form that teaching takes. But it's a challenge to all of us as Christian disciples to be honest and straightforward rather than being treacherous. Let's be clear. May what we plan and what we say cohere perfectly when we're working with vulnerable men and women. Help us not to lead them down the garden path. Let's make that our prayer. But again, to be honest, to be straightforward and to be clear. That's what Paul always was. That's what he encourages Timothy to be. And through his words, he encourages us also. Christian discipleship in these days will be tough. So we will need to focus on God and the gospel and in the service of others if we are going to maintain our joy. And let's live and work in a way that is congruent with the message of the scriptures. Let's develop a godly character. Let's be straightforward men and women. Our word is our bond. What we say is what we do, and what people see is what people get. Let's pause and pray together. I want to especially pray for those who are in Christian leadership today across our nation. And I'm going to mention a number of people explicitly in prayer. Obviously, once again, I'm working out of a UK context. But you might like to substitute Christian leaders in your own denomination or stream or local church, national Christian leaders that you know in your own nation. So let's pray now. Lord, as we recognise the challenge of Christian leadership and how easy it is to wander from the biblical path, we pray for those in leadership in our churches, in our denominations, in our streams, in our local churches, in parachurch organisations. Lord, especially now, Name before you, Justin Welby, the Archbishop of Canterbury. Lynn Green, the General Secretary of Baptists Together, the Baptist Union of Great Britain. Pray for Gavin Calver, who is the CEO of the Evangelical Alliance. And as a 
Christian who is pastoring a Baptist church. I want to pray also for the Baptist regional ministry team in my own region of Yorkshire. Live before you, Graham Enser, Mary Taylor, Clive Bernard, Anne Chesworth. Lord, as we lift these and others to you, we pray that you would help these friends and colleagues, those who are in difficult, demanding positions of leadership, to go your way day by day in their own lives and in their ministries. Help them to be straightforward, help them to handle conflict well, Give them great wisdom in these times, we pray. And Lord, we pray for all Christian leaders in the wider world, those who are leaders in business, in commerce, in industry, in education, those who are leaders in the health service at whatever level, those who manage others and recruit others, those who have difficult decisions in these days, perhaps the incredibly challenging task of having to make people redundant, having to make decisions about a workforce, having to make decisions about furlough, having to support employees through difficult issues, perhaps with mental health and physical health. Lord, for all Christian leaders, for all Christian line managers, we pray. We ask that you would give wisdom, strength, courage and grace. We pray that by the power of the Holy Spirit, you would sustain day by day. Lord, for those with difficult jobs who are working long hours, we pray that you would refresh them in such a way that they have time for the significant others in their lives also, not just physical time, but also physical and emotional energy to spend with wives, husbands, children, friends, brothers, sisters and parents. Lord, in these days we need a double portion of the Holy Spirit And we ask that we would receive that, not for our own glory and praise, but for your glory and praise, we ask. So, Lord, we lift Christian leaders to you. In Jesus' name, amen.